Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey i'm liz this is heather and this is our 50th episode of nerdy bitches podcast and we are covering the exciting topic of adulting all right, hit the music. Let me go ahead and thank the internet for turning the word adult into a verb. Yes. And then... The word adult has now turned back into a noun because uh, now we adult we are adulting. Yes, we yes. are. We are all sorts of adulting all over the place, <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, adulting sucks. Like, yeah, I I have to admit that it's not as great as I kind of thought it would be. It's a perfect word to like des- to describe the everyday minutia mm-hmm. that we do, and there really never was one. No, no. no. I think, uh, you know, and I, I think this kind of starts out that, you know, when you're kids, you really think, oh, man, I can't wait to grow up. I can't wait to get older because then I can do fill in the blank. And I think that as a lot of us have gotten older and our generation is all, you know, moving towards the the light, if you will, we uh, we realize that, you know, it, it, we grew up a little too fast. Like, yeah. just really tried to run towards something that wasn't as great as we thought it would be. Yes. Um, I remember my uh, father used to tell me that um, your entire lifespan, it feels like it takes half of it to get to 18. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is all crammed into like the second half. down the hill. And, yeah. you know, mathematically that makes sense. Because if you're 10, you know, one year is a tenth of your life. And, you know, when you're 40, four years is a tenth of your life. So mm-hmm. I can kind of understand where that comes from. But I swear I blink and it's another week. It's true. It's true. And, you know, I keep thinking, oh, my gosh, these years are rolling by too fast. And now I'm like, holy fuck me, what is happening? Because they are not just rolling by. They are running like a sprint. Oh, I know. And I don't even know where the time has gone. I, and I think, honestly, nowadays I could think, oh, well, you know, in about five years, we I'll, uh, I'll do that. It's just five years. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember going, uh, I went on a cruise with some friends of mine mm-hmm. in my late 20s. So maybe 28, something like that. And thinking, you know, we went to, uh, to Mexico, two of our stops were in Mexico on this cruise. And I thought, you know what, by the time I'm 35, I would like to speak Spanish. Like I should, that's a goal. And that's like seven years. You should be able to, yeah. to come in at some level of partial fluency to where you don't have to walk around, go, hola, mi Americano kind mm-hmm. of thing. And just feel like a dumbass all the time. I, I think that in, they automatically assume that when the, when you go to well, do, uh, to, to Mexico, <laughs> almost you, free, if you, almost free. If you if you speak English louder and slower right. and somehow, adds O's on the end of everything, somehow it translates. It translates, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, oh well, seven years—that's a good amount of time. And then I blinked, 
And I was like 36. I went, I still don't fucking speak Spanish. So, and we live in Houston where we totally ought to speak Spanish because I, I know it's I kind of a, it's almost a disability if you don't these I, days. I, I know it's, it's crazy that there's so many, um, uh, you know, stores and places like that that you could go to. And you probably could understand a lot more things that's going on if you knew a little bit of Spanish. Right. And yeah. I know a very little bit. Uh, yeah. My brother-in-law is Mexican. And, mm-hmm. you know, you would think that my nieces would be fluent. No. They, <laughs> they're like, hola, in el casa. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Like, that's, you're, you're nine. That's what you got? She's like, I, my dad won't teach me. And I'm like, well, fair so, enough. You know, and, and that's too bad because I always think, um, you know, they talk about when you're learning your language English as a child Mm -hmm. that's the best time to be learning another language because your brain is like in that developmental stage yeah everything that I've read and heard has said that you know up to the age of like 10 or 11 our brains are fully open to being able to speak other languages especially even weird ones like if you were going to teach your kids Swahili or something where there's a lot of clicks and different things that other languages don't use if you don't learn it by a certain age, the likelihood of being able to learn it is significantly reduced. Or, or to be able to learn it like you're fluent, right, you know, because exactly. otherwise it's more memorization and right. less uh, just kind of natural. Natural. I am going to reach out to our multilingual friends and ask them to give us every different way they know of saying nerdy bitches yes. in anything but English. Do that. Yes. Do that. And if you want to send us a, like an audio clip of that, so Ooh, we can actually yes, because hear when it we say it. when we say it, it might not sound as you intended I'm if sure you just it tweet it. If we're reading it, we'll be like. <laughs> I mean, I have names on Twitter that I have a really hard time yeah. figuring out how to pronounce. And we we actually reached out to our uh, our listeners and our followers on both Facebook and Twitter and even Instagram. Though I don't think mm-hmm. we really got anything on Instagram. Um, to help us out with a couple of episodes that we have coming up, just some some crowdsourced ideas. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm totally going to jack up some of your names, and I apologize for that in advance. So we may just be using first names if we yeah. can figure out what they are. Yes. Oh, you know, we have not celebrated... No, we are supposed to celebrate. Yay! This is our 50th episode, everybody. Uh, so, we've been we've been doing this for like a year and a half. I think it's been two it's been years. A, no. Well, I think oh, we started. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we there was some pre. We did some recordings uh, yes, that didn't come out till later. And then we, we also started. did some prep um, with, you know, getting the website set up and yeah. the RSS feed set up that, you know, requires a little bit of advance, but not too mm. bad. Um, yep. Speaking of that, um, um, MicroSearch had a, um, a podcasting 101 mm-hmm. session uh, last weekend. Uh, last weekend at the time this was recorded. They're but, changing their name yeah, to Prime Camera, right? Yeah, Prime yep. Camera. And um, uh, so I went to it, and our producer, Craig, was uh, on the panel. Mm-hmm. And so was Cassie from uh, uh, Sarah, Sarah and Cassie. Cassie's Nerdy Adventures, as well as Amanda from Caster Quest. Um, oh, my God. I can't remember. Carrie? No, well, Carrie, yes. Carrie was, of course, there. Carrie's from Metal, Metal, Metal Geeks. Geeks. And Comical Podcast cannot, starts with a J. Justin? Sure. <laughs> JD? There's there's a couple. I don't the know. main guy. You Sorry, know, guys. The, oh, my God. We I feel terrible. This. I'm a terrible person. We suck my this. bad. He's also on uh, Houston Nerdcast Collective. He's the main guy. That's our group. I think that's Justin. Okay, there we go. I could be wrong. If it's oh, not well. Justin, we apologize. Yes, we uh, we seriously because apologize. We seriously it's like the non Miguel one. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna love that. <laughs> oh, he's the one that does the comic, right? Yeah, with yeah, the, with, with, with the, George, with mm-hmm. George. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that is Justin. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Justin, Justin. Justin. My bad. 
Yes. I'm a terrible, terrible I, I human being. A, I got to do a, a beta read on their first comic, uh, first comic before it went to went nice. Out, so it was nice. Sweet, they just so. did. They just, I think, just recorded for their Kickstarter yeah. for the second comic, but I don't think it's come out yet. So, and that's called Speak No Evil. I think the first one is Speak No Evil, uh-huh. and then the second one is like Speak Some Evil or something. I think it has a slightly different name, but yeah. yeah. I hadn't read the first one. Craig says it's really, really good. It's, it's on really my queue. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not. Um, I've never been a big comic book reader. Uh, but I'm a writer and a copy editor for a lot of all intents and purposes. And so I was able to, you know, kind of go through to give them any ideas of whether there was anything that needs to be changed. And again, reading comic books is very different than reading, you know, straight prose. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, again, it was very fascinating for me. I really liked it. They've got Tesla in it. Nikola Tesla's in it. Oh, so awesome. It's, it's really kind of a, a neat, uh, kind of setup. I really liked it. So I'm looking forward to reading more. Oh, so. right, perfect. Good job, guys. So anyway, I, that's that's the Gray Bear Comics is the name of their yes uh-huh. their comics group. So that is Justin and George. Yes. So I'm a I'm a bad person for getting names mixed up. It's Sorry. one of my um it's one of my downfalls. Eh. It's a curse. But you it's, know it, so you I can kind of go into that and say, "I'm probably going to forget." <laughs> I know. But like, it also doesn't—it it doesn't do it in your heart. You just say, "You know what? I'm so terrible with names. Could you tell me what your name is again?" Yeah. When it's someone you should really, really know. Yeah. You know. Uh, one of my most popular tweets was a total true story, mm-hmm. and it was like I was describing a conversation I was having with someone. This is, uh, you know, I said, "I don't think Veronica likes me." And my friend said, "That's because her name is Vanessa." <laughs> <laughs> yep that explains a lot that would totally explain why she kind of hates you yeah. yeah i also don't know actors i refer to them by whatever their uh r- most recent role was yeah. that i remember sure you know so i get that but we're, we're a pretty good match on that because i remember a lot of stuff that's pretty useless in everyday life so. well there we go but uh, i see i remember all the names of the different podcasters but i don't always remember what podcast they belong to so, oh, I know that's a problem with me because it's not, I'm not tied to it. Yeah. And uh, so people are just like, we just need to do more I, crossover I have, episodes and then we'll Yeah, we do. We'll, so. we'll get to know each other. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Justin and Miguel haven't invited us on. They Comical. haven't. Of course, I haven't read why. any comics recently, <laughs> but I will. <laughs> but now we know why, because you don't know their names. <laughs> I, know. I know Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's a Lord Horstocles. Hor- right? Lord Horstocles, yes. Yeah. I like that. All right. I I don't know why. It's a funny word to say, and I Uh, enjoy it. Yeah. All right. So anyway, we learned a lot of... uh, There was a lot of podcasting people there, Mm -hmm. and I thought I would... um, you know, appreciate that, uh, you know, this whole group of people are getting together to help other people learn to podcast. Yeah. And there was a pretty, a pretty good crowd. And they were a lot of them were trying to learn and were asking very specific questions about what they needed. And I thought, you know, this is kind of cool. And they even kind of said up there, podcasters help each other out. Yeah. And it's true. Like if you're a new podcaster, we're not going to be snobby. Right. We Sucky. every you, you know, know what you're doing. Exactly. This is a really, um, it's a really inclusive uh, group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where like a rising tide raises all bolts. You know what I mean? As long as everybody has their specific type of audience that goes to them and you guys end up being a match. And so we love our listeners. Mm-hmm. And some of them are different than we'd expected them to be. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, I think we talked in our last podcast about social media and how much we've been kind of working on that and getting our name out there and getting, but also in, in, 
in doing that and getting our names out there, we're also getting to know other podcasters, mm-hmm. other you know people on Twitter, and we're making some relationships and friendships with groups that we necessarily may not have. Like for some reason, we now have a very large following in the horror genre of yeah. podcast and. Yeah, we're, and we're, we're really we're good. Not really there with yeah. <laughs> we're really good friends with um uh it's you know, John's horror corner is but it's uh you know the actual handle is at MFF Horror Corner mm-hmm. and I feel really guilty because I really enjoy our correspondence yeah. back and forth. Yeah, but at the same time, horror movies scare me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> you know when I was a kid or when I was a let's say probably from about age ten to eighteen. I loved horror movies. Like Me too. I used to like totally trick my friends into coming over for a slumber party and then would show them horrible things like Halloween four and April fool's day and all these terrible horror movies where everybody's just getting slashed to bits. And people kept coming over though. Yeah. I, they were terribly terrified. And I had one little friend who, um, she could not spend the night at a house where a man lived. You know, my dad mm-hmm. lived yeah. with us clearly. Yeah. Um, so by midnight, every time she would attempt to spend the night, she was like, she'd call on her parents and she'd mm-hmm. go home. Um, and I feel really bad because she actually passed away a couple months Aww. ago. So I miss you, Christy. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was fun for me to have all these friends over at, and watch these movies. And I really, really dug them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened. Somehow in my early 20s. That's about, mine was probably mid, tw- you, know, you know, it was early 20s. You know what I think it may be, though? When I was a kid watching these movies, I lived at home yeah. and I had parents and a family and lived in like a really safe area, like the world's smallest town kind of thing. And everybody knew each other. I didn't even lock my car door at night kind yeah. of thing. Like just, mm-hmm. and then in my early twenties, I'm living on my own. Yeah, I I'm think... living in an apartment with my boyfriend, mm-hmm. then husband, who was a total worthless lump and probably would have, you know, used me as a human shield <laughs> or somebody to come in rather than try to, you know, attack them or whatever. So I think that may be where the shift came in. Did you have, a, I had a movie that flipped the switch in my brain. Was it was like the, what is, what was that called? Um, the something 66 where all the clones started to attack in the oh, Jedi. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Order 66. Order 66. I had that. It was The Ring. The movie that, was The Ring. That was a Star Wars reference for those who yeah. don't know that. Oh, not a huge Star Wars fan. So. Yeah, yeah. My bad. But, um, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so The Ring, the movie The Ring, um, yeah, did that to me. It scared shit. the, it scared me so bad. It, I could never watch any other horror movies since then i will have to tell you that our friends over at cult 45 podcast what's up boys um they just did a event horizon no no oh, no. Yeah. they did the ring but they did the japanese oh version apparently that was even ring, scarier which is scary so i listened to that episode because i didn't have scary. to watch the movie but it's really funny to watch them kind of compare and contrast the the you know the mm-hmm. american version versus the japanese version and uh, so I actually I listened to that one uh, not too long ago. It was really yeah. really good. They, they did uh, they did Event Horizon, and I was listening to that because I remember that that was one that I used to watch. Yeah, and now like even listening to too, even yeah. listening to them talk about it, I'm like. I can't watch that movie again. Yeah. Like it was so scary. Yeah. Um, it's more scary now when I think about it than it was at the time. I'm sure. Yeah. I, so. I find a lot of things that way. Although some have worked in reverse. Um, like the movie Deep Blue Sea. I saw that on that the one with sharks. It's the one with the the genetically modified sharks uh, underwater, and nice. it's got Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, you know, just this terribly awful, wonderful cast. And I remember watching it when I was younger because I think it came out in the '90s some at some point. 
And it had a lot of jump scare type moments. Yeah. Because, you know. I don't mind jump scare. It's like when it's a visually scary thing. That's what bothers (laughs) me. Sorry. Well, there, and this is a spoiler if you haven't seen the movie, but it's like almost 20 years old. So get over yourself. Is that old? Well, it was like, uh, I think it came out maybe 80, like 98 or 99. So it's, it's older, right? Mm. I was in college when it came out. Um, so there's this point where Samuel L. Jackson is standing in front of like the big pit of water where, you know, they mess with the sharks and whatever. And he's yelling at everybody about how they need to stay calm, calm the fuck down, blah, 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 blah. And the shark jumps out and just eats him. Oh like, my God. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. But I'm telling you, I went back and watched it again and I almost fell off the couch laughing at this. Uh-huh. What I'm telling you, when I watched it originally, I totally would have just screamed or jumped or something um, kind of like when we watched Aliens. Yeah, we that was the last mo- horror movie I could watch, and yeah. it really is not horror; it's action. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first one was horror-ish, kind of yeah. suspense. Yeah, I, I did. I used to, and I, I really haven't. I do watch some suspense ones, mm-hmm. and and part of it is, man, I'm we went off topic, kind of. No, nah, but nah. we'll talk about it. Um, I uh, just worried this would be a short episode. Yeah. Um, growing up, um, um, with uh, all Mormon friends, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, when they would invite you over for a scary movie, all the scary movies were like really seriously PG, you know, because they can't they can't be too scary. Um, so it may only imagine what well, is running uh, in the Mormon horror circle. Well, I'm telling you, they ended up being like 60s movies and 70s movies that were scary as shit. Yeah. Because of the suspense, um, the changeling scary as shit. Hmm. Like and it, it, there's nothing in it. Like, you're right. not, you know. <laughs> Um, and you know, we would watch with a group of girls, you know, all having a sleepover yeah. and stuff. And uh, the uh, bad guy looked like our local senator. And we used to keep <laughs> calling it, saying his tagline. <laughs> but, you know, stuff like that uh, made me appreciate the the suspense more. Yeah, and I, I think that makes a big difference. And I think now, like, the things that I find most scary are the ones that are so suspenseful that you just don't know what's going to happen next. And that's where the jump scares come in. It's not saw where they're just hacking yeah. people to bloody bits and you're like meh like just this is just gross um, by the way have you ever tried to describe like i've had people try and convince me to watch a certain horror movie by describing it to me and it sounds always ridiculous right like especially saw and hostile and stuff oh, they're yeah. describing Terrible. they're describing these things to you and you're like this sounds just odd. <laughs> this sounds like it's a bad college film. Like, yeah. just really? I know. And they, these things make millions and millions of dollars. And yeah. apparently one of the better ones was Cabin in the Woods. And Yeah, actually, Paul has been trying to get me to watch Cabin in the Woods because apparently it is scary, but it's also funny. Fun. Yeah, Craig I loved it. Yeah. I haven't gotten around to seeing it. Yeah, so uh, w- we got uh, invited to one of the sneak previews of that show, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> big old bucket of hope and uh craig came back and he's like that was a fun movie like you know, i really i'm i'm enjoy like i love a good comedy right but i'm really enjoying movies that have this you know really funny kind of thing going on but it's not overtly funny yeah um and we're, we're actually our next episodes are going to be our 2016 movie reviews mm-hmm. kind of an or a book club thing, you know we, we did yeah uh, this last year we did in 2015, we did that and we're doing it again for this year. And I'm looking at a lot of these movies going, you know, this particular movie, like one of them was Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I didn't go see it in the theater, but I saw it with my niece for her birthday when it came out on, on Blu-ray. This movie is fucking hilarious. Uh-huh. Like, it is really funny. It is adorable and it's cute, but it's got so many tiny little 
things in there for adults for the adults that are so funny i just really it's like the lego movie yeah kind of very similar not really meant for an adult audience but so much humor towards that that you couldn't help but love yeah so yeah all right, well, let's get back onto our adulting Okay, so topic. yes, the adulting content, I, you know, like I'd say, where has this word been my whole life? I know. It's, it's been, you know, it's, it's clearly a needed word. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, you had some specific questions. I, do. That I, we wanted I came to bring. up with a couple of questions. And the first one that I thought we could talk through is just as a kid, when you were a child, what did you think being adult would be like? What did you think you were going to get to do that you didn't do when you were a kid? Stay up as late as I wanted. Yeah, that's a big one. And and you know what? And technically, I still can. You can, but you'll be sorry tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, and this is what's funny is that now, like, staying up as late as I can half the time, it's because I don't want to be staying up late. It's like I have insomnia, insomnia or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah um, and it's just I just had this idea. You know what? I make the rules. I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. And while I find that that is the case, I can do whatever I want. There are absolute consequences to every choice that you make. That's exactly right. And sometimes a lot of these rules are self-influenced because you know you're going to have to pay for it the next day. Like you can't stay out drinking till four in the morning when you have to be up for work at 630. Like you just can't. You could, but. Well, I've found um, uh, that obviously when you're young you have the stamina to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. And then as you get older, you don't. Right. Because I remember I was, as soon as I turned 21, I would come and come home from uh, work at five o'clock, you Mm -hmm. know, and I would sleep for four hours (laughs) and then I would get up and I would go to the club and I would go to the club for four hours. And then I would come home and sleep for another four, get my eight hours in, go to work. See, I did not have the stamina for that when I was 21, and I certainly don't have it now. Um, As of this recording, my birthday is two days from now, and I'm going to be a big old round number, and it sucks. I'm not terribly thrilled with it. But like, I was like, my sister's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. It's on a Tuesday. Like, you know, like when I was 21, birthday on a Tuesday, who fucking cares? We're going out. And now I'm like, eh. It's a Tuesday and all my friends are going to have to get up for work the next day. What are we going to, it's just like, we got to go do something. So I'm like calling all my girlfriends saying, Hey, do you want to come out Tuesday night for my birthday? I know, I know it's Tuesday, but my sister's making me. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things you got to do it. It is. And now I'm like, Oh, it's going to be raining. So the bar hopping is getting less and less entertaining. You need to get something with a hood and deal with it. Suck it up and drive there. I know. So, but yeah, so that but, uh, yeah. what you want when you want is is a tricky double edged yeah. sword. We there. totally need to bar hop along Maine, and we can just get on the train. That's the plan, currently. So anybody wants to come out, um, you'll Let's hear this go. four days woot after woot. my birthday. <laughs> oh, so yeah. good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, well, what about money? What did you think about money when you were a little kid? Well, I thought that you could write a check that said cash on it, mm-hmm. and you got money. Yeah, it's funny. My my former mother in law used to tell the story about my husband when he was a little boy. When things would be tight and, you know, he was like, just go to the credit union and get money because yeah. that's what that's what you do. You just yeah. go to the credit union and get money. And I think I just thought as an adult, you have this not like you're rich, but you have this endless supply of money. You just you yeah. it's just there. It's, there. You don't, it's not something you have to think about because you're an adult and you have money. Well, I have been an adult for a while now and I never have any fucking money. So <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's money was different. Um, Yeah. It's uh, you, you prioritize things differently. So yes, you know, 
when he used to go to the mall with like 20 bucks or something, you'd come oh, back yeah. with a bag of, you know, stuff, Crap. you know. Yeah. But now you go to the mall with, so the probably in modern day equivalent would be $50 mm-hmm. and you come back with a, a shirt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, something I need here, yeah. you know, so it has a, or a trash can or something. Yeah. Something yeah. it's, everything doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as fun to spend money anyway. Well, I have a friend growing up that, you know, like when we got presents for stuff, I mean, yeah, there was the odd pair of like socks and underwear and stuff, but usually it was, it was fun stuff. Yeah. It was presenty yeah. stuff that you would get for birthdays and Christmas. We, I th- we always got underwear for Easter. I'm not sure what. I, I don't know. Jesus wants you Jesus to have, wants clean, you to have underwear. clean underwear. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. So <laughs> Do you call them unders? No. <laughs> I like it. I was, I was in the middle of saying something and cut myself off. And, but now I've just come up with a new word. So I like it. Now unders. we've got our unders. You know, it's uh, unisex. Right. Like there anybody can wear their unders. Well, there you go. I don't have to talk to my husband about his panties, right? Yeah. Like he can just Hashtag unders. unders. There you go. New one. <laughs> so we are classy as fuck and, and we're wearing unders. Yep. Um, I keep so, forgetting to hashtag that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. But, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, my, but my friend's family always gave, like, really practical things. Like, oh, you need a new trash can for your room. Your birthday's coming up. And it's like, a fucking trash. Like, I remember she, when she met her, <laughs> started dating her husband. And, like, they came to their first Christmas. And I think she gave him, like, a trash can and some other, like, random stuff. And he's like, what the fuck is a trash can for? She's like, you don't have a trash can in your bathroom. And he's like... Why do I need a trash can in my <laughs> oh, bathroom? No. We're like, because we're girls and we needed. Who doesn't have a trash can in their bathroom? I hate this. When I go to people's houses and you have to use the restroom and there's not a trash can in the bathroom, it is always like awkward and weird, right? Yes. I remind, I reminded of going camping with my dad, like right, you know, around the time yeah. that it was. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this stuff? You know, bury it apparently. Well, I, um, I would. Go for a walk every time I went to the restroom and find some bear proof uh, garbage can. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you couldn't pay me to go camping on my period ever. <laughs> this is not going to be a thing. Sorry. <laughs> not going to be a thing. Uh, what about, um, like, just what else? Like, I, one of the things I thought that would happen as an adult would be that I would feel like an adult. And I never have. I remember my mom saying when I was about 20 that she's like, I still don't feel like an adult. And I'm like, you don't. Shit. (laughs) I asked my dad about this. And my dad is, you know, uh, he's he's collecting Medicaid or or he's, uh, you know, on the Medicare and Social Security at this point. So, you know, he's he's been there. He's owned houses. He's been a big wig in companies. And I asked him, I said, Dad, at what age did you really start to feel like a grown up? He's like, well, when I get there, I'll let you know. (laughs) And I'm like, shit. Like, it's just always going to feel like this. And it's really funny because I hear people all the time who will say, well, I'm blank years old, but I still feel like I did when I was 20. And I felt like that, too, until two years ago when we took in a 17-year-old. Oh, then you feel. And then I hung out with her and a couple of kids her age and went, no, I'm in my late 30s. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, that will do it. It does every time. Hanging out with young people. Um uh, will completely change your feeling of how old you are. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, it's like, yeah, but, you know, I also have, um, you know, responsibilities because mm-hmm. I am an adult. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just felt like I, at some point I would feel like a grown up and that I would start doing grown up things. And I guess having like dinner parties, I don't know what grown ups do because my parents didn't really have any friends. So, you know, we didn't really have things like that. Yeah. I, I thought that, um, yeah, dinner parties and games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. 
Um, I actually didn't know that adults played game night, like had game nights. Until oh, yeah. I my, met, my family always played Pictionary. We, we yeah. played it like as a family, like kids and parents, but we we didn't play it with other people. Like my parents didn't go out and have game night with people. So, and my ex-husband and I didn't have any like friends together. So mm-hmm. we certainly didn't spend time with other people in that capacity. But when I met Paul, he's like, oh, we're going over to my friend's house and we're going to have game night. And I'm like, what? We're doing what? Like, and we do, we just go and we have like board game night or cards against humanity, or we've, we've got this new game now and, uh, it's called Telestrations and it's like a combination of Pictionary and Telephone. Oh, okay. And they actually have an after dark version of this. It's like the adulting version of this. They didn't buy us that one. They bought us the regular one, but they also bought us like the party pack. So it's like for 12 people. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, my and I was like, well, we should really get the After Dark one because we enjoy Cards Against Humanity yeah. so much. And my friend was, and Valerie was telling us the other night, she goes, you know what you should do? Like, don't spend money on that game. Get your Cards Against Humanity cards out and use that as the, because it's basically like you get a, a name of something like ice cream, mm-hmm. right? And then you have to draw the ice cream coat. And then you pass it to the next person. They have to try to guess based on your drawing what the word was. And if, and if, they, the can, next if they can't person, tell. Well, not even yeah. that. They just draw what they want. And then they have to pass it to the next person until it goes all the way back around to you. And it flip-flops between the word and the drawing. Mm-hmm. So one of the when we played this game uh, for Paul's birthday about a month ago, uh, our friends had their five-year-old Oh, still no. awake so mm-hmm. she and she reads really well and mm-hmm. her parents are artists so she's fairly good at drawing things so we let her play and i'm telling you she was actually pretty good it was pretty easy and you know for her if we had to make up a word you try to make it something like i think i made up santa claus or something that she knew what it was and could draw okay and i swear i was sitting to her left so i ended up getting most of the things that she was drawing yeah and so I got one and it was the words and I swear to God it said brohos. <sighs> and I'm like, brohos. Brohos. <laughs> Five year old. I speak pretty fluent toddler. I'm gonna go with that's a birdhouse. Like, was it a birdhouse? <laughs> it was a birdhouse. Ah! But it was it was one of those like you have to like translating it, so again, if you're if you Find games are too easy. Throw a five-year-old in the mix. And it will and change try everything. To guess. It'll change everything. That's but, a really fun game. Yeah. I, you know, that actually reminds me of some of the internet memes that you see where people have like, um, uh, my mom likes to make, and it says penis or something, and yeah. then they write a thing, that's pancakes. Right. Like they have to write a note to the teacher oh, so my that. My favorite one is the one that looks like the mom on a stripper pole with uh-huh. money flowing around. Have you seen that one? Uh-uh. And it says, I want to be like my mom when I grow up. And it shows, looks yeah. like she's a stripper. And their mom has written a note at the bottom that says, I am not a stripper. <laughs> I work at the Home Depot. Last year, when all of the snow shovels were, go- were out the door because we had a big blizzard, we had one shovel left and people were trying to buy it. <laughs> And I'm like, ah, uh, that's genius. that's exactly what that. I like want to have a kid just to have them sit around and draw pictures that I then have to explain aren't you know <laughs> a reason to call CPS. Yeah, that's funny. So some, okay, one of the other things was like when I was a kid, forty was like, oh, old. yeah, forty was old, right? Yeah. This was just the oldest thing I could think of that wasn't like my grandma. It was like that's when I'm gonna just be an adult and nothing's going to be fun. You'll have, you'll have a house. You'll have, you know, you'll have a full-time job, a husband, yeah. 2.5 kids and yeah. you'll do your adulting thing. And I'm here to tell you, I am 
39 and 363 days old, and I do not have it figured out. And I will also tell you that 40 is not old at all. Yeah, no. It's not even a little bit old. Like, I just have another 40 plus years to go in my life. And so I'm just like halfway here. Yeah. I'm just barely halfway here oh, at that. Like, for now, I think that maybe its health is increased or something like that. But I mean, take a look at Springsteen. Springsteen's mm. 67 years old. Yeah. And still rocks. He's, like he's still rocks. A week. Uh, you know, um, uh, Tom Cruise is doing all these action movies. Mm-hmm. He's like 54. I was watching Dancing with the Stars the other night, as you do. And they have people like Mary Lou Henner on there. She's 64 years old. Yeah. And she's amazing. I just watched her do a jive last week. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't do a jive now. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's that part. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at this age, I am married. I'm on my second marriage. And I'm, you know, it'll be the last one because even if it doesn't work out, I'm just done. <laughs> like, I just have no energy for training husbands. Um, and I don't have kids, and I thought I would. I don't, you know, I don't own a house. We live in a house. We live in a very nice rental house, but I don't own one. That's another thing about adulting. Um, yeah. There is a certain set of expectations that um, um, you have kind of at, you know, when you're younger mm-hmm. of what you're supposed to do. And I found that for my first 10 years of adulting, I try to fit into that mold. Yeah. This is what I do. You know, I uh, get married, I get a job, I get a house and, you know, have the, but I started to realize, and well, I always realized I wasn't going to be a kid person mm-hmm. because they kind of bother me. But um, the uh, thing that I've noticed is that the more obligation I have, the less I like something. Yeah. And so, you know, I t- love where I live now, but mm-hmm. the fact that I own, it kind of pisses me off. Like, you don't you know, have the freedom I, I want to be able years. to just say, fuck it and leave yeah. whenever my neighbors annoy me. I yeah. can't do that, no. you know? And I, I love uh, my uh, doggies, mm-hmm. no matter how annoying they may be. Mm-hmm. But I can't get up and say, let's spend the weekend at the beach. Right. You know, there's all kinds of things that I can't do. And I kind of find myself resenting them Mm -hmm. because I felt like I had to meet an adulting norm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really funny because I didn't actually buy a car until I was, well, five years ago was the first time I actually bought a car. So it's almost 35. I, I just had cars before that. Like my dad had bought me a car when I was 16 and I drove that for 12 years. Right. And then my mother-in-law got a new car and gave me hers. And I drove that for like eight years. And then I just, that one started, the boat started to break down and I I couldn't like afford to keep fixing something that was well past its value. So I bought a new car and it was just, or it wasn't a new car. It was new to me because I'm cheap. I was like, give me the cheapest car on the lot with the lowest mileage. Mm -hmm. And I ended up with a Chevy Cobalt (laughs) and it's tiny. (laughs) And then a couple of years, like a year later, Paul's car crapped out. So we had to buy another car. And now we have two car notes, which I've never had a car note before. And always kind of prided myself on this. Like, yeah. I don't have a car note. I just, well, oh, you suckers with your car notes. And now I'm like, <laughs> got two car notes. Out. Yeah. I, it's, that's dead true. Because I, yeah. I, I didn't have a car payment until after I got married. Mm-hmm. And during that time, you know, I, I had a friend that was said, you know, cause I was living by myself from the time I was be- before I was even 21. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, I don't know how you can do it. And I was like, well, I do not have a car payment. And they're yeah. like, well, that is That's it. That's how, yeah. That, that extra buffer. Mm-hmm. Um, cause a car payment on top of rent mm-hmm. makes it impossible for you to make a living unless you are making more than the median. Right. And it's, that's crazy. And at that age, who is? No, like, yeah, I remember my was. sister went out and for some reason, like, 
and and car dealers I have decided are just like the worst pirates on the planet. Yeah. Because they will see an 18 year old girl walk in and they will sell her a $40,000 truck that there is no way she can afford to buy. Oh, I know they don't. It doesn't matter. And so she has this truck for a couple of months and then it has to get sold off to somebody else because well, you can't look, afford it. Well, you can't, you can't afford the payment and then, or if you, can, you can't eat or, you know, so you get your payment. Then you get a uh, tire. You need a new tire. Mm-hmm. Like one tire is a car payment exactly. on a truck. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's just oh so hard. This is this was what I remember, and I think it was in my early twenties when the financial reality of being an adult kind of smacked Punches me in the, in the face. face. Yeah, I wanted to be independent. At the same time, I found that I couldn't really afford to be because mm-hmm. I mean I was probably. I was about 19 when my mom, you know, I wasn't living at home. My mom called and said, we've made a family decision and we're no longer paying for your car insurance. And I thought, shit, I never even thought about the fact that you've been covering my car insurance for the Uh last five years. You know, like it didn't even occur to me. I had the same thing because my dad had been paying for college and it had never been discussed as to how long this arrangement would go on. <laughs> well, I ended up taking two semesters longer than the standard four years because when I was in my undergraduate years, my dad would not let me have a job. He said my job was college, my job mm-hmm. was that. So in the but in the summers, I also really didn't take classes very much. Um, so I could have worked, but I didn't. Yeah, and not until like my last year or whatever. And so I was a little bit behind because it's really hard to keep up a full-time college schedule if you're not going summers as well and graduate in that, you know, full four-year time. So I I needed two extra semesters, a summer and then the fall. And basically, I called my dad the day it was, you know, tuition due day and said, hey, my tuition's due today. I need to go pay for summer. And he said, oh, I'm not paying for any more school. Oh, and that was a lot of notice. What? (laughs) what? Like I had already enrolled in the school. Like I just needed to go in and pay for it. And I'm like, what? fucking hell like yeah. what he's like no i paid for four years i'm done i was like what we nobody told me that was going to be a thing like a little advance i mean i probably would have worked harder if i knew there was like a hard deadline yeah. on this college thing i would have done it a whole lot faster and so I, I had to like do my first real adult thing and run to the school and get like an emergency student loan yeah which was really tough because since you know with the way those fafsas work that mm-hmm. you know because i was still under a certain age they were still looking at my parent you know my dad's yeah. financial oh yeah that's bullshit stuff, by the way totally yeah. fucks you mm-hmm. for being able to get so i ended up having to get like a full unsubsidized loan for this amount and then I went to graduate school and had to get more loans for that. I was working full time at that point, but you still, yeah, you know, you need a buffer between your school and being able to, you know, like live and mm-hmm. pay your rent. And I was married at this point and, oh, hey, if we, if we take out a little more of your student loan, we can pay off some of this credit card debt. We can pay off this TV, you know, we yeah. can pay off these different things. And you don't think about the consequence because you go, oh, I've got 10 years to, cover to pay that. this off. But remember how fast you blink and that 10 years is gone. Yeah. And then your husband at the time doesn't have a job anymore and you have to take, you know, deferences. I still haven't paid my loans off. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I know. So, okay, let's put this out there to our listeners. Mm -hmm. If you could, you know, maybe establish deadlines and dates in advance. That would be helpful. Um, That really would because, I mean, I was surprised by my, you know, paying for insurance. Mm -hmm. And and, um, 
it turned out it wasn't as bad of a deal as I did, but right. um, like the cheapest one I found was like two and a half hours away. And I actually would drive there with a money order because God forbid I knew how I would pay <laughs> in enough time to get it there in the mail. Right. Yeah. And so like, well, plus then you, you know, money order, you pretty much have to have the money to do it. And, yeah. You know, unfortunately, your late teens and early 20s are always the time of experimenting with yeah. the when will my paycheck hit versus that check I already wrote. Yeah. And then bad. sometimes your job doesn't pay you on time or something yeah. happens or or. OK, still have the biggest problem with the world with people holding on to checks. And I'm mm. bad. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I'm not going to lie. People give it's, me a check. I stick it in my purse and I forget it's a little easier now that you can do it with your phones, though. There, that is true. I try to do them right away now. But I swear to God, my yard guy, and I'm bitching about money, but yes, we have a yard guy because I am not mowing the yard. I'm just not going to do it. And I don't you have a lawnmower. No, I don't. So, so I think that you it know, all balances out. A lawn guy is cheaper than a lawnmower. <laughs> it is, and he only comes like twice a month. So it's not a big deal. But he's holding like three checks. And that sucks when you're trying, you know, and especially in the days of like, oh, I don't balance checkbook, but we have a, you know, we've got the digital banking and we can get on there and we can look and see, but you have to constantly bear in mind how much money of those stupid checks is still outstanding. And literally the only checks I ever write are my rent and my yard guy. Like that's, I it. don't write any checks. Those I, are the only ones. I have check, um, and I only write them to my own company when I use their freight. <laughs> ah, well, that makes sense. All right. But Okay. So, so that was pretty much it. That was the reality of adulthood, though, was well, when was, you started to pay them. Yes. Having to start paying bills for things that you don't have any tangible benefit from. Yeah. I don't, when I pay car insurance, I don't receive anything for it except for if I get in an accident. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, you don't ever want to need your insurance and it doesn't feel like something you want, you you really need. Well, I will tell you the biggest reality that has ever slapped me in the face was when I was 35, a week before Paul and I got married, and I had a heart attack. Oh. A month after yeah. my COBRA insurance expired. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Heather just about yeah, did a yeah. spit take on mm -hmm. that one. So imagine yourself just feeling like crap, and you don't really know what's happening. So you your husband whisks you, or your soon-to-be husband, because you're not even married yet, whisks you to the emergency room to where they do some tests and they say, okay, we're going to keep you overnight, which in my case, this is not a out of the norm kind of thing. And then they say, um, we're out of bed. So we're going to have an emergency room or we're going to have a, an ICU nurse come and just hang out with you while you're sleeping. And I'm like, okay. all right, uh -huh. like they must be out of nurses too. Like really? Uh -huh. All right. And then all of a sudden you have a bed in the ICU which has never happened before. Hmm. And you're like, damn, they really are out of beds in this hospital because now I'm in the ICU because it takes them three days to tell you you've actually had a heart attack. Oh my goodness. And then they say, and by the way, you don't have any health insurance because your COBRA has, your COBRA benefits have run out. So um, we're going to have to go in and do this heart catheterization on you, uh, which you'll be awake for, by the way. Um, but if we find anything when we're doing it, we can't do anything about it because you don't have insurance and we're a non-invasive hospital. So we can't even send you to another hospital. They won't take you because you don't have insurance. So, Stress. So How apparently uh, Hippocratic oaths don't mean anything to the... Well, they have to, they have to treat you in the hospital that you show up to. Mm -hmm. However... The other hospital they would send you to to get the procedures done, since this hospital doesn't do procedures, wouldn't take you because mm. you're not emergency anymore. 
Yeah. So it's it's a big. It's like a huge. It's like wake a, up. It's, it's like a donut hole. If yeah. you have the coverage, is what it sounds like. Exactly. It's one of those. Like if I had gone to that particular hospital, it wouldn't have been a problem. It wouldn't have been a problem because I would have been there. They would have had people who could do invasive procedures. But because I went to the small hospital out on the sticks that doesn't have a long wait, which is why we went because they don't have a long wait. I, you know, basically got to sit there and watch a picture of my heart, which fortunately I did not need any invasive procedures at the time. Good. But to have all of that done was about an $80,000 bill. And you you just kind of look at these people. And you're, you're upset about car notes now. Yeah. Like, I'm <laughs> upset about everything now because yeah. I'm, but I look at these people and honestly, I'm thinking, you know what? I will never be able to pay that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't even know what to say to you. Like yeah. I can't even, you, you know, yeah. you can't even come up with like a, Oh, I'll start sending you a dollar a month. No, like it's just it so even... much that it just goes over your head completely as you know, they just got to have to write it off yeah. because there's nothing I can do about it at this point yeah. without just becoming completely destitute. And even that wouldn't yeah. help. Yeah. You know, <laughs> wouldn't help anything. Oh, so yeah. that's crazy. So, so, you know, that's the ad- adult. That... <sighs> that's adulting, right? Yeah. There. Uh, did you ever see that internet meme where it's a dog walking across the street with his own leash in his mouth? Yeah. And it was like, this is what adulting this is. is. Adulting, it's yeah. absolutely right. It feels mm-hmm. exactly like that. Like I am taking myself for my own forced walk. Yeah. And that's what exercising is an adult. Exactly. Feels like. it's, and treadmill. Oh God. Yep. So perfect. So, um, so yeah, that's one of the realities with, um, um, adulting. You know, another one is that I am literally tired all of the time. Yeah. Now I was, I'm not anymore. Yeah. I've just, there's, if I stay up all night because I have insomnia or something, I'm still tired the next day. Mm -hmm. If I am super tired and want to lay down and go to sleep, I can't sleep. Yeah. And that's the worst. It's ridiculous. You know, it's really bad. And what I think has really caused insomnia for so many people is digital devices. Because oh, yeah. I will tell you, the, like, if I can't sleep within the first five minutes of laying down, my hand automatically reaches over and grabs my phone and starts looking at Facebook, seeing if we have new Twitter followers, or just watching weird videos on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. And once I start that, I will look down again, and it's been two hours or four hours. Or the worst is if I pick up my iPad and go, oh, I'm just going to read a couple of pages in my book that I just finished like <laughs> oops now it's noon because I stayed up all night having to finish this book yeah and I'm telling you I love reading I really do but I have to ban myself from reading after a certain point because if not one I'm doing it electronically so the lights and everything is interfering with your, with your brain yeah. waves and whatnot but also I'm just I'm just sucked into the story and I'll keep on going so yeah there's that so oh, yeah. there was uh, another reality of um, adulthood or adulting is, okay, so you're st- if you stay in at night or you skip a party or you go to bed early, those used to be punishments. I know. That was, a, that was grounding. And I actually yeah. wrote that down here. I said, you know, there at this point, there are days where it is too hard to go out into the world and interact with other humans because mm-hmm. it's way too peopley out there. And it just makes me want to stab people. Uh, I agree. So I will completely ground myself. And unfortunately, for the first like four months of 2015, I was just a hermit. I just didn't even go anywhere. I think other than coming to Here podcasts, to podcast, yeah. that was it. Like we weren't even <laughs> Skype podcasting at that point. So mm-hmm. I had to physically get up and see, I liked you enough to mm-hmm. come and do yeah, this. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and hear the sound of my own voice, apparently, on recording. 
But other than that, I didn't do anything. People would invite us to things and go. And I was I was pretty sick at the time. I was going through a lot of stuff. But I just I just didn't. And it was it was kind of great, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. I stay in my own cocoon. I get to do what I want. I get to watch what I want. But you know, <laughs> sometimes you got to get out. Like last night. I was cleaning all day and Paul had a double opera rehearsal. So he was gone for most of the day. And when he got home, he kind of whispered, he's like, do you want to get out of here and go get something to eat? I'm like, yes, because my dad lives with us. Yeah. And we have these dogs and they love to bark all the time. So sometimes you just got to get out. It's like, if I don't get out, <laughs> it's going to be like murder, murder, suicide. Yeah. And that's not going to be a suicide <laughs> for anybody. But you know, one thing I think I really tried to do or wanted to do when I was young that I just don't ever feel like I did was just to fit in, right? To be cool, to fit it, to not always feel like I was faking it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I always just kind of feel like I don't know what I'm doing and somebody's going to wake up and realize I don't know what I'm doing or I'm not cool like they are or something is going to happen. Like you're just constantly, and even at work when I yeah. used to work corporate, it was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like one day they're going to wake up Find out I'm a fraud. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to be a hobo. Like these are just these crazy. And of course, I've got crazy anxiety. So it always takes you to the, you know, 10,000th fatalist attack kind of thing. But I think one of the things I noticed about the time I turned 30 was that I realized I was kind of a cool person. Like I would hang out with me. And that's not really a narcissistic thing, but I think it was more of a realizing that I wasn't the loser dork that I kind of always felt I was, that I was pretending to be something else. And I really started to love myself at that point because I think everybody kind of hates themselves when they're young. Um, and I just, I just, you know, and I was still married to my ex at the time and I just kind of stopped giving a shit what other people thought. And I think because of that, I really came out of my shell, started doing a lot more had the, you know, had the strength and whatever to finally say, you know what, this this relationship sucks and I'm out of here. But as I've gotten older and I've embraced my geekdom, mm -hmm. I have found my tribe. Yeah. And I think when you can finally do that and you find the tribe of people who gets you and likes you regardless of what crazy shit you're doing, I you know, that that has been one thing that I will take away as an adult that I like so much more than I would have when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and then I think that you also find that it really didn't matter if you didn't fit in with these people that you didn't want to fit in she with. You didn't like them anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're trying to fit in because you're trying to be something you're not. And, you know, it's just against it's against what you are. Well, it was funny because I think the fitting in was almost another way of being invisible. You know, because when you're different, you stand out and people notice you more for good or for bad. And I think as a kid, and especially as a teenager, um, and in that awkward stage and that super weird hormone stage, and I was having a lot of uh, migraines and weird things that were that just made me feel off a lot. And, you know, I went to the same school for 12 years, so I knew everybody. And it's one of those like, that's either a great thing or it's an awful thing because they know you, they've known you throughout all of your awkward stage. I didn't get in my awkward stage till I was like 23, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's just one of those where it's like, I just want to not be different and not be weird and be out there. And now I thrive on it. I like that. I'm the person on Facebook who posts whatever crazy thing she's thinking because you know, a lot of other people are thinking it. They just don't have the balls <laughs> to post it. 
so that's me. And I'm happy to do that. And I know it rubs some people the wrong way. But honestly, other people's opinions of me are none of my business. And I, that took me a long time to realize, too, because when you grow up as sort of a people pleaser and just like I grew up in a rocky household, my parents divorced, but they didn't do it till I was 20. I was like, really? Come on. Mm-hmm. Like when I was 12, I was like, hey, please get a divorce. <laughs> but they didn't. So, you know, you're just constantly trying to walk on the eggshells and stay out of the line of fire and whatever. And I think, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. And I don't care what people think about me. So now I have a podcast where I can say wherever I want to say. And then if they don't like it on Facebook, I just hide them. Oh, I love hiding people. (laughs) Isn't that nice? Oh, it's so nice. I actually had to hide Paul yesterday. And let me tell you why. Because remember about a month ago, he had to redo his Facebook profile. Yes. Like he got hacked or something and had to just completely burn it down and start over. He hadn't re-uploaded any of his picture albbums. So last night, he oh was, yeah, I did you see a thousand I, yeah, pictures? I thought yeah. it was like I thought I've seen these before. <laughs> you have because yeah. it was like things from two thousand three, his birth, our wedding, you know, the whole thing, like everything. Uh, He's just posting every picture <laughs> ever made, and uh, so like, so how long <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna forget, and your husband's you're gonna have him hidden. Uh, well, I I told him last night. I said, look. Uh, you're you're gunking up my newsfeed, and I you know I play Facebook like it's a job. I, I'm mm-hmm. kind of thinking about applying for a job with Facebook just because I'm on there so much. Uh, but mm-hmm. I said I just can't look at. I mean I love you and I love all your pictures, and I, oh, there's pictures of me in there too, which I like to go through. I just don't want to see them all at once. So I had to unfollow him for a little while, and then I said just let me know when you're done, so I remember to actually. You know, okay, yeah. So then, you know, he said, okay, I'm done. And then this morning, boom, there's like two more albums. I'm like, what are you doing? So, <laughs> like he found a couple more. Right. Well, one of them was our wedding album. So I'm like looking through and I'm like, wait a minute, there should be pictures of did did And I realize he's been selective because it's yeah. his profile and not he's, mine. He, yeah. So he doesn't really care about posting a bunch of pictures of my people. <laughs> so, um, Another thing that changed as I was a uh, childhood adult is reading became more of a, it went from a chore to being a hobby. Yeah. And when I, I mean, and when I was really young, I liked reading, Mm -hmm. but then once it started to become a school requirement. I always loved reading, but I loved reading what I wanted to read, not the bullshit they wanted us to read at school. So I think that was a big change for me as well. It's like, you know, and honestly, we just reread and we're about to do a book club on uh, Pride and Prejudice, yep. which I was supposed to have read in AP English in high school, but I didn't. But I the didn't th- have to read it. <laughs> well, I did. I had to read a lot of books and I didn't. But the thing is, I was really good at writing. Mm-hmm. I'm a really good writer. And I'm also a really good bullshitter. And I can justify just about anything. My, my ex used to tell me all the time I should have been a lawyer because uh-huh. I can just argue anything and make you believe it's true, whether it is or not. And that's how I passed, like got all A's in my English class because I had teachers writing, I know you didn't read this book. However, mm. your argument is sound. Yeah. Like just, I would, because we had all essays and stuff. So you know, which was good for me. It developed me as a very convincing writer. It wasn't so good for me for having actually read these things. So yeah. when we did read this, I was like, huh. Yeah. I was surprised. I anyway, don't remember this at all. We'll talk about that more during our book yes. club episode. So ring, uh, Pride and Prejudice as well as Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And zombies, because everything's better with zombies. Yep. So, yep. I think that was the biggest of the kind of here's and nows. Mm-hmm. What do you wish you could go back to from childhood? I wish that I didn't have to do things. Mm. Like, 
I, every day is filled with a list of things I have to do. And, and most of the time it's around exercise. Like when I was a kid, you didn't need to. Mm-hmm. It just, you didn't gain weight. You didn't you play. You, and well, I don't even know if it's because you played. Your just metabolism was higher. If you could freaking put the childhood metabolism into a little pill and take it, I would take it in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, like every day I get up and I have things I have to do. Like I have to wash this body. Mm-hmm. over and over again until I die. Right. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You know, like... It's such a time waster. It too. is a time waster. That and pooping. Yeah. yeah too much time. <laughs> Got There's something ca- for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, and I was telling Paul the other day, you know, the house that we live in, we have, a, we have a nice big bathroom with a separate shower and the big garden tub thing. And I, I really love my bathtub. I'm a big fan of my bathtub. I hate this shower. Like it gives me anxiety to think, oh my gosh, I have to get into the shower. And so I'm like, I'm just going to have to start washing my hair in the bathtub because the problem is the shower stall is a little too small for Mm -hmm. my liking, but also where the shower head sits, because Paul is tall, we Mm -hmm. have to have somewhat of a tall thing, but it just drowns me because it's up so high and I'm not tall. So it's just end up in you like know you don't have to face corners. the shower head you Even can turn I around don't, okay but it's, I mean it hits me right like in the back of the head the yeah. whole time and I've got a two inch space between you know my face being completely engulfed in the water and the shower wall because yeah. it's just very narrow and it just you know when I'm having bad anxiety days and panic days I don't want to get in a little coffin box to take a shower I really don't and sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like I'll just dip my head over the side of the tub, except it's a giant garden tub. So that makes it, you know, a Cirque du Soleil act to wash my hair that way. So yeah, I'm with you on the, God, yeah, God. it was just too much, just too much work. It's too much. I think, and especially, you know, and we're in Houston and it makes sense to shower twice a day because you're sweating so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so I got in the morning and showered and then I get home at the end of the day and I've sweated, you know, enough to make my hair damp again. And I was like, Really, I should shower. Yeah, you know, it sucks. Yeah, I just I can't. The two the two for showers suck. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on the you know eating whatever you want without getting fat, worrying about you know water retention or yep. you know blood sugar issues, arthritis, any of these crazy ailments that we have to deal when with. When somebody used to say, don't eat so much sugar, it would make you sick, I didn't understand what that meant. Right, well, yeah. how could you? Yeah. It never did. And then all of a sudden, just like, oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think the one thing I really miss the most is, is probably the thing I found so oppressive as a kid was that somebody else made all of your decisions and dealt with the consequences. Like when your mm-hmm. parents... You have to make sure that your kid is fed, is clean, goes to school, does their homework, do all of these different things. Because if this kid does not do those things, you, the parent, are held responsible for that. I would love that. Well, you know what you'd have to do is you just have to be a man because the wife is somehow responsible to make sure that her husband is clean and out in front. I don't know how the hell that works out. (laughs) We just got a big thumbs up from producer Craig on that. (laughs) So one of the things that I saw a meme a couple weeks ago and it so spoke to me and it said marriage is arguing back and forth about where you're going to eat forever until you die. It's so true. And this is so true because Paul and I have this conversation daily that says, where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? 
We you know, I only know places that I don't want to eat. I know. I don't know places that I do. Well, and there are days where, one, I'm not that hungry, and two, I just don't feel like, you know, dealing with the thought. So I will say, you pick where you want to eat, and I will tell you if I want something from there. Not saying, if I don't, you have to get me something else. Saying, if if I don't want something from where you're going, I just won't get something. Yeah. He cannot handle that. He will not make it. He's like, well, what about this? What about this? I'm like, you're missing the point. Uh, I can't make it. And it just, uh, it's, it's exhausting. Kind of, there was a Twitter, uh, it's, uh, I was pulled up for our in-text uh, internet comment, mm-hmm. but there was a Twitter thing that said, um, it was actually by, uh, it's in-text, in context. So mm-hmm. um, at uh, Lauren uh, Duca said, being a, an adult is 43% just arguing with customer service representatives. That is true. I won't even call them anymore. I'm like, fuck it. I'll take the extra $5 charge. Like, I just don't care. I get so mad. I get so mad over $3 that I'm shaking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? It's $3. But right. at the same time, you're like, really? Sprint screws over their customers. Yeah, Sprint, you did. Yeah, it's, uh, three, it's $3 to you. you and, and 5 million people. Because, right. you know, they had on record, I canceled a contract. Mm-hmm. And then I got a bill the next month. Yep. And I said... I canceled this contract. They're like, oh, yeah, we see that. Well, now I will, you have to pay I will, 80% of 10 million yeah, years worth of well, stuff. They said, I said, well, okay, we'll credit it all except for the $2.95 cancellation fee. Or whatever. I was like, no, that should have been, or not cancel, well, except for the two ninety five non non-refundable thing. I'm like, I didn't have service because I'd canceled. The mm-hmm. fact that you think that I had service, go and look at your records. Anyway, so then, of course, I get another bill for $2.95. I call again. I make a big fucking stink. And it's like, and they're like, it's just, you know, $2.95. I'm sorry. It's a non-refundable fee. And I said, I am not paying anything. You have just admitted I canceled before the billing cycle. Right. Dipshits. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so, in fact, I was so loud and so yelling at them that my entire office is like, you okay about that $3? And I'm like, you know what? It's the principle. How many of us have Sprint? And how many of us got $2.95 because they were too lazy to press the cancel button the day that you said? $15 million dollars to Sprint. That's yeah, what that exactly. Is. They got 5 million people with $3 charges. And they go and they tell their Boom. customer service reps, guess what? We don't refund $2.95 no matter what. Mm-hmm. And even if it's us that screw up and then they tr- and they say, oh, that sounds right. Let's go and charge $2.95 to everybody every time we fuck up. Yeah, that's not okay. All right. Sorry. So the last question, <laughs> the last question is what would you not go back to from childhood? And I know for me, it's high school and junior high. Fuck you. Not doing it. I liked school okay. I didn't. I, I, you know what? Here's it. I liked the school part and I liked my friends part, but all the other bullshit and drama and politics and everything else that goes on and the mean kids and all of that, unnecessary. It's like when I went to college, there was none of that. It yeah. was just school and friends that I made. There was no drama. If you didn't like people, you just moved on with your life. You didn't have to make their lives miserable or spend your life trying to avoid them because they were yeah, going to make your life miserable. That's that's a big thing, though. Um, now, if you hate somebody, mm. you still have to be nice to them. Back yeah. then, you I could don't. tell them what you thought. I don't. 
I don't be nice to people. I well, hate. I, you know, if I work with somebody, people, yeah, work, like my, yeah. if you, it's your boss. Well, I work, I'm self-employed, so that you know. Yeah, there's there's people if that I you hate have my to, boss. I'm screwed. There's people you have to be nice to, even though they piss you off, and yeah. that is that really sucks because when you're a kid, you kind of get away family, with it. Yeah. Family things like that, where yeah, people oh, yeah. say like, and that's that's one thing I want to know. At what age do I get to be old enough to say whatever the fuck I want to say to whoever the fuck I'd I want to say? I'd say sixty-seven. Sixty-seven sounds like a good number. Okay. Well, then a lot of my family are really early. <laughs> They're very early on their telling well, everyone just, what it is. I find that a good number. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's... I still don't feel like an adult in my own family either. Because oh, we're yeah, still I'm like still the, the kids. kids yeah. We're all the 40-year-old kids. I'm like, really? That's you know what? It was funny. Why um, are we at the kids' table? I was at... Although the kids' table is now the more fun table. I'll tell yeah. you that. I was... um at a uh, family, uh, we were getting our pictures taken. And it went from uh, my grandparents have five grandkids and me and my little sister are the oldest of them. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the three younger ones were, um, all of them got married like in the same year. Mm -hmm. And all of them had more and more kids. So the last time I went up to get pictures taken... There were like eight giant, tiny little kids. So now all the kids have kids, which yeah. is weird to me. Yeah. And um, what was funny was that... Um, except for you and Except sister, for me right? and my sister. Yeah. We don't have kids. And um, so we were taking pictures, and they were taking pictures of one particular um, my uh, uh, cousin Michael, who was the only boy out of the whole group. Mm -hmm. And he has his kids as one boy and uh, I think three girls, two girls. I don't know, whatever. They all kind of... There's yeah. a, it's it's like they've got like a good you know nine out of right. the group of them. Anyways, they were taking a picture with them and up with all of the little kids. And uh, the little boy was in the middle, just like Michael used to be because he was with all the girls. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, that's so cute. It was just like before, you know, where the oldest was the boy and then everybody else had girls. And mm -hmm. then Michael said, you were the oldest. <laughs> And I was like, well, I certainly don't feel like it. Look at all the kids you have. Exactly. Sometimes I, I do feel that way because most of my, like my brother and sister both now have kids. I do not. My, most of my cousins have kids. I still don't, you know, those kind of things. So it's almost like they've all passed me, even though they're, most of them are younger. And I'm like, well, I, I certainly don't have a 20 year old kid and I certainly don't have grandkids at my age, which one of my cousins is about to be a grandma and she's like two years younger than me. I'm like, well, all right, then. <laughs> I'm just going to so go weird. hang out with my childless friends and play cards against it, humanity it forever. It seems so weird to me. Even like like my youngest friends are now having kids. Yep. And it's so weird. I'm well, like, I've got cousins that are a decade younger than me that have kids that are already like so weird. in school and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I've, you know, part of this childless thing, and mine has not been childless by choice per, per se. Um, so for, a big part of this for me is that I always feel like people have passed me by or you know, like when I was younger, especially now, it's not so much. Most of my friends that are older who have young kids, uh, they're they're happy to get away and hang out with grownups and not talk about kids. But when I was in my 20s and my first batch of friends was having their babies, 
when we would hang out, even as girls night, they would just sit around and talk about their kids. And I'm like, what am I going to contribute? Well, my dog did this today. It was hilarious. Honestly, though, I do. Most it. of the things your your little kids do, dogs do as well. They do. They really and do. it really and people, pisses piss. parents don't like that yeah, when you tell them that like, you know my dog learned how to speak on command too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not going to lie. My dog can stand up in a circle and dance just like your baby can. Yeah. I mean, you know how you know who else can roll over? Otto. Otto can also roll over. <laughs> He's been doing it for years. He's a genius. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even need a treat anymore. You can no. just you can just tell him to he roll did that over. As a puppy. Yeah. How long did it take your kid? I'm just throwing yeah. it out there. I mean, and and again, it's one of those that I hate the like us versus them mentality. But there are some times where it's like I really I have several friends, you guys included, mm-hmm. that just don't have kids. And it's it's kind of nice to be able to say, hey, you guys. And I can say, oh, hey, my dog did that same thing that Otto just mm-hmm. did. And you're like, well, so did Otto. There we go. Their okay. dogs are great. <laughs> so I, I think that's I don't know. I, I, you know, I always have a problem with the, you know, the divisiveness mm-hmm. between parents and non-parents. Yeah. And honestly, I think that um, non-parents, you know, obviously I'm going to have a a bias here. Right. Um, and I always think that non-parents try to justify their decision constantly well, they have to because they're constantly being questioned and harassed about yeah it. and and vice versa yeah. like you know i f- feel like i constantly have to say you know um yeah i don't have kids i'm not i'm not i'm not very good i'm not very maternal yeah and am. and you know wouldn't that be a disservice to a child right. if i didn't really give a shit about them but right? it, i think i think the one thing is funny because i know that all of my parent friends love their kids i really do but I also listen to like 98% of them bitch constantly about how exhausted they are and how their kid did this horrible thing and these different things. And then they'll turn around and say, but you should really have one. Yeah. You will love it so much when it's yours. And I'm like, you know what? I would love to have one. It hasn't been in the cards. Uh, it may never be in the cards. I don't know. But well, that's I a- can also pick up and go to Florida tomorrow if yeah. I want to, as long as I can find someone to watch the dogs. Yeah. Th- that's another thing, though, is when people say you don't have kids you should have kids this is why and it you know it's really well, rude will be empty without kids well and forever. it's it's really a rude to somebody that cannot have kids yeah welcome to yeah. my life a couple of years ago especially um we went to lunch mm-hmm. and met a family member i was the first time i had met this family member and it's extended and on paul's side or whatever and you know the first question because we had only been married a couple of years was when are you going to have children or do you, are you going to have children? I think was her first question. And I said, well, that would be the plan, but whether it happens, I mean, it was 37 at this point. So, you know, if you're 37, have been married before, don't have kids, there could possibly be a reason why. Uh, well, when are you going to have kids? Well, I don't know. I'm not the biology fairy here. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a stork on my back pocket. So, you know, I don't know if it will happen or not. The thing that, because she kept going. I remember eating dessert and she was like, you're not going to finish your, your dessert. And I was like, I'm full and you know, diabetic. So back the fuck off. But I was like, you know, I ate three quarters of it. That's enough. Well, if you can live a three quarter life, you can have a baby. What? Swear to God. I, and for whatever reason, and this woman's a doctor, like the last thing she should have been saying to me or anyone else is about this because she doesn't know my history and she doesn't know the struggles that I've had and the medical problems and whatever else. I was like, you need to shut the fuck up. But again, I'm I'm meeting this person for the first time. I have to be nice for, yeah. you know, the family continuity or whatnot. I don't want to hurt my in-laws uh, at this point for, you know, this happening. 
but I'm really pissed. Yeah. Like I'm really upset. And we were in San Antonio. We drove to San Antonio for the day to have lunch. And then we had to drive back because Paul had offered the next day. So we are getting closer to Houston and the closer to Houston, we are getting the matter and matter I am getting until poor Paul decided uh, it would be a good idea to um, tell me that I misspelled creme brulee on an Instagram post. Yeah. And I just lost my fucking shit because it had nothing to do with that. But yeah. clearly I was just, you know, and it's like, you know, you just don't know what people are going through. And when you do this, you are not, I, I don't know what they think they're doing. Like, oh God, you have totally convinced me and I'm going to have a baby tomorrow. Like I'm going to change I my know. life and do this. All you are doing is making that first person, whether they have chosen to be childless uh -huh. or whether they are childless by chance, you are making them feel like absolute shit and like they are worthless without children in their lives. And that is not okay. Yeah. It is not okay. And you need to stop it right now. I know. Anybody that decides, this is another thing going back to the adulting, mm -hmm. is that a generation ago, uh, you know, our parents had a certain requirements yep. that they had to do to be an adult. Yep. And the generation before them, even more requirements. And now, 85 kids instead of two and a half. Yeah. And, and now we're allowed to do whatever we want. Yep. However, you still run across people from the previous generation that think that it is okay to make a comment on your lifestyle. I do find that it's people in our generation as well who are very, or still very or particular the, about or this. Or they're trying to compensate for decisions they made by telling other people that they need to make them. Yeah. Now, I have lots of friends that have children mm -hmm. and they really, really love their children. Mm -hmm. And none of them, or they wouldn't be my friends, have felt like they needed to tell me that I should have children. Yeah. Now there are people that have done that. Yeah. But I would never go up to somebody and tell them they shouldn't have children. So why on earth do you think, exactly. you know what you, I get people who tell me all the time, you know, it's so sad that you guys don't have kids because you would be an amazing mom. And the thing is, I know I would be mm -hmm. because I would work to be so, you know, that's, that's not something you just are. That's a choice that you make, that you want to be not just a parent, but you want to be a great parent and you really want to do the best you can for your kids. And I do that with my nieces and kids who are not my nieces, but I pretend they are my nieces <laughs> and nephews. They're, you know, they're allowed. They're allowed. It's close mm -hmm. enough. It's, you know, it's adopting. It's cool. But I just, I would never walk up to someone and go, you know what? You are a horrible human being and you should never re procreate ever. Like I just know. do not reproduce. Yeah, and that is not socially acceptable, yeah, but it's one, totally fine for you to come up and tell me that I should flood my uterus with a baby. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, anyway, you know, I actually wanted us to do an episode on this and now we've thrown it in here so we don't have to. So, yeah, I, I so, you know, I feel bad because it feels like I'm attacking parents and I'm not. Yeah. I, I I'm love attacking parents. people who want to attack me for not being a parent. I have people that come up to me and tell me that I should move to the suburbs and it's like, why do you get to tell me Why where I want to live? Where I want to live? You know, it's like you can live, you can spend your hour and a half commuting and yeah. think about where I should live, but I'm going to live wherever the fuck I want, and you I'm don't need live to live in the house me. I already bought. So yeah, exactly. Fight me. So yeah, I we get the same thing, and especially when we lived all the way out in the suburbs. How many were like, you should live closer? Well, we did, and nobody came to play with yes, us. Yes, that we so. call that <laughs> gu uh, geographically undesirable. Yeah, yeah. you know, but it's funny because it seems like no matter where you live, it's not. 
if you aren't living in your friend's backyard, yeah, it's exactly. inconvenient and they don't come see you anyway. Yeah. Like when we lived way out in Katy, nobody came to see it. When we lived here in yeah. the Galleria, nobody came to see us. I like, know. It just, it's coming into town is a pain in the yeah, ass. Going, going out, out of town is a pain in the ass. It's like, all We a pain had in to the move ass. to around the corner from my sister and my mom's houses to actually see them. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I'm okay with that because those are the people I want to see most of the time. But we did have like, two friends out in Katy, so we never see or we yeah we, we do see them but we have to it's an effort you yeah. know it's not down the street anymore so yeah. so that's the yeah. other thing about adulting your friends live too fucking far away my brother lives in new york he has a baby you never I'd like get to, to see, see her like you she know. just came to texas for the first time a couple weeks ago and i was like yay and then she left and i was just heartbroken yeah because it's too far like when you're a little kid all your friends live around the corner they all go to the same school like that's that's how you make your friends, you know. It's you know, I think geographic. this is part of the thing. I'm not uh, maternal, but like when people want to FaceTime, I'm like, why? Yeah, <laughs> you know I... what? The only people, the only people I FaceTime with is my sister and my brother, <laughs> and it's because nieces. Yeah, they're there. even like my niece that lives in Chicago. We don't FaceTime with her. Mm-hmm. They're not. You know, it's just that we like skyped a couple of times, but it's not. Yeah. I, I would like to, but it's just one. I have to like put on a bra <laughs> or sit in a way that looks like I'm not laying around. I, my, my sister pajamas. wanted to FaceTime because she got a new house. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I'll FaceTime. And I put a ball cap on. Yeah. And she's like, well, you look nice for sitting around on a Sunday afternoon. And it's I'm like, wearing a hat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah cause I put a hat on 90% mm-hmm. of the time. Uh, I'm wearing a hat because mm-hmm. yep. if, if other people are going to see me, if nobody's going to see me, I don't give a shit. But if I'm going to go out, it's kind of like in the winter, when you have to throw on the hoodie to disguise the fact that you were too lazy to put on a bra just to run into the gas station kind of thing. I, I'm not getting dressed up for the gas station guy, but I'm also a lady. So I'm going to wear the hoodie or a sweatshirt <laughs> over it. And so they have to question, is she, isn't she? I don't know. So <laughs> this is the, where the classiest fuck <laughs> hashtag comes in in today's episode. We are classy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I am not the only one that does that. Oh no, everybody does. Fit, everybody so. does. In fact, I used to have a short sleeve hoodie. For the summertime, needing yeah. of a hoodie. Oh, genius. Yeah. Genius. Of course. Uh, yeah, it was, it, just, it never stayed zipped shut, so it kind of became useless after that a while. So, useless, yeah. So, um, let's talk about what our um, Facebook and Twitter people oh, said yeah, about assaulting. We actually put it out there, and we now have enough fans and followers that they actually responded back. So, woo, uh, that's fun. So, I put it out on my personal Facebook. I also put it out on our Nerdy Bitches Facebook, which if you're not following us, you can go and type in nerdy bitches, uh, nerdy bitches podcast into the search bar because unfortunately, since our podcast has the word bitches in it, we cannot make the little at, you yeah, know, whatever with that included. It, it won't. I don't know. It. I think we might mean to, if we can change it to nerdy bees podcast. I thought, I thought about that. I was thinking about that the other day. So tell us what you suggest when you automatically maybe nerdy biatches. I, the problem with that is how do you spell it? That's B-I-O-T-C-H. We'll see. And other people spell it B-E-Y-O-T. So again, it when you, I know. Where, that's so weird. I know <laughs> it is. And I was even thinking we could put the one in there instead of the Yeah. I. Oh, yeah. I was thinking nerdy bitches with a one instead of the but I. But then when we go to tell people to look it up, it's going to be. Nerdy more, bitches with a one. Instead it's going to be weird. Yeah, so weird. I don't know. We'll work on that. But anyway, so uh, again, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter. We're at nerdy bitches pod. 
Um, it's not like Facebook is useful anyway. It's really I mean, not. And the thing that they hold me they off, hold your entire audience hostage unless you pay for it. Well, and that's the thing. Even when you do those promoted ads, which I've done on my photography page and did draw some, you know, some extra views and likes and whatnot, we can't do it because our page name is Nerdy Bitches, and they won't let us publicly broadcast that because of the bitches. Now, they should have said that when we signed up for the page. I know. You think that they would have said it Nerdy Bitches anything. Nerdy Bitches is not... It's, but I'm thinking Nerdy Bees. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So anyways, um, so here are some of the different fans. Uh, Mary Scott says, this isn't super insightful, but I thought as an adult, I would feel like an adult, you know, on the inside. I'm 50 and I still feel like I'm 18. We kind of covered that's it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Until she's you so, hang out with 18 right. year olds and then you'll realize. Yeah, that's, that's what she did. Not like so you, you learn to appreciate your house much more after you've had like a dinner party. Yep. It's the same type of thing. Yep. Go and hang out with young people and you will be like, difference. I'm an adult. Especially when they're like talking about all these different artists like musical and whatnot. And you're or, like, who? or when what? they're talking about drama. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't like her because of this and that. And I can't go around these people because like, you're like, oh, Jesus, I'm so exhausted. I know. Fuck you. Exhausting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Monica Barboa says, I thought I could have anything I wanted. Turns out I had everything I wanted as a kid, less so as an adult. I also thought that my memories would be the same color and quality as photos. I totally you know, saw that. Yeah. It's like, you know, the grainy, dull colors of Polaroids. Yeah. I thought that as an adult, my memories of being a child would look like that in my head. It's like sepia memories. Exactly. I told, I, I completely agree because, yeah. you know, you'd look at pictures of your parents and your parents mm-hmm. are younger. You just assume that that's how they were remembering these pictures yeah. and these times. Is, well, I think it kind of is, though, because when I think about memories, a lot of them are sparked by pictures. Uh-huh. You know, so you think about, oh, we had a picture of this birthday party or this play that I was in. So it almost starts from there and then it continues. Like it doesn't switch from to the right to, you know, high def. Like it just doesn't make that jump. Yeah. Okay. uh, Liberty Spidell. And she actually has her own podcast and she's a writer. She's super awesome. I think her podcast is Lasers, Keyboards and Dragons. So it's a, a, it's kind of a writing group, but they're also nerds. It's very sweet. Very cool. Uh, She said, definitely didn't expect the marital strife and the bill paying. Also expected to be doing better than I am at my age, mid thirties. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I think there was there was a definite expectation that by this age I would have it all together, and I still don't know what I'm doing. So. Yeah, I remember. Um, you know, it it was after the eighties, but in the eighties, all of the young professionals shown on television mm-hmm. were rich as shit. Yeah, and been nice. uh, yeah, that actually doesn't happen. Mm-mm. You know, it took me like 10 years to double my salary. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that really bothered me too. Like I remember like getting a new job and getting a a fairly good pay increase and being like, oh, this is great. And my dad's like, yeah, I remember when I was 25 and I went from making like 20,000 a year to a hundred. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) all right, that didn't happen for me. So (laughs) I'm like, damn you. Yeah, that would have been nice. Inflation in the 70s. Mm -hmm. What the crap? So I don't know. Okay, so Magdalena says, complete freedom, but that is not the case. <laughs> it's true, it not seems, the case at all. Seems to be a lot of this, it ain't what we thought it was kind yeah. of situation. Uh, Drew, my friend Drew, says, I thought I would be able to just buy whatever I want as soon as I got a job. When you kill yourself for half the day to make a dollar and go to the store, six bucks an hour looks like opulence of an immeasurable magnitude. Of course, I still buy whatever I want as an adult anyway. Thank God for credit card debt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, credit I, card I, debt's another thing. Yeah, it's in order to keep up with your adulting lifestyle, right. you got to go into credit card debt, which is so unfortunate because it's putting us in this perpetual debt. Uh, well, I that, went into credit card debt very early in my late teens and 20s because when I was on the UT campus, the horrible, unscrupulous credit card people are right there in every they bookstore. They stopped doing that. Yeah. They have now, but they didn't before they ruined an entire generations of credit before yeah. they were 21. Yeah, they did it to me too. I had that happen, and I paid all that off with my, what? Student loans. Yeah. <laughs> so then I had student loan debt. And I stayed away from credit cards for a good long while. I had to take out a loan at one point. And, you know, then my husband stopped working forever. And, you know, shit just falls on you. And now we don't live on credit cards, but we don't live on much. Like, we're, we're yeah. live within our means. It's just not that meaningful. So, uh, yeah, you know, but, you know, there's still, and now I have medical debt. So yeah. it's kind of one of those. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing or another. Just, I have to go into debt to die. Like, that's yeah. just the thing. Okay, uh, Kramer says, I thought I'd have free time. I Kramer, thought Kramer, by the way, is with Shooting Blanks TV. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad you found that. Uh, I thought I'd have free time. I thought after college I'd be able to come home and just do whatever I wanted four to five hours. Oh, and sleep. Yeah. So. Oh, I know. That's the... Uh, that's what you th that's what you think. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden you have something to do. But it's like, you know, but I, when I think back and remember, I don't know where I got this idea that I would have all this free time because I watched my dad get up at the butt crack of dawn and go to work. I watched him come home at seven o'clock, eat dinner, watch TV, go to bed. Yeah. Like it just wasn't, you know, it's not like they were out living it up well, and, and you, you got to think about just, just the fact, just the exercise, like I was saying, mm -hmm. um, making meal. Yeah. Um, cleaning, cleaning up, up after yourself and the dogs that and taking care of the dogs. It takes all your time. It's all done. And it that's does. and that's without kids and the soccer yeah. practices and the, yeah, um, exactly. you know, whatever else that kids do, piano and whatnot. Yeah. And I don't I don't go out of the house to work every day and yeah. I still don't get everything done a yeah. lot of days. It's just there's a lot of stuff to do. I have dogs that love to go outside. However, they do not care to stay outside by themselves. So they want a chaperone. So I have to go outside because if I don't, the dog won't pee. She'll come stand at the door and scratch and then come inside. And 10 minutes later, she's crying because she forgot to pee when she was out there. Okay. So, uh, Seal Adams, we have a couple. Oh yeah. Seal Adams a is a friend of the show on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so the first one we have, uh, totally thought adult life. Oh no, sorry. I'm sorry. This is nerd thug radio. We'll get to seal in a minute. Oh, nerd thug radio says totally thought adult life meant weekly visits to the home depot. And I was wrong. I, d so. I disagree, though. One time I went to the Home Depot three times in a 24-hour period. But yes, it's not every day. Mm -mm. But when you have to go to the Home Depot, you have to keep on going to the goddamn Home you Depot. Do. It's not yeah. a one-time visit. It's it's just you go there, you get things, it doesn't fit, blah, blah, blah. You go back, you, back. you know, yeah, go through the customer service desk to get the right thing, go back. It happens over and over and over again. The Home Depot is a time suck. It is. It's up there with shaving and pooping. <laughs> shaving, <laughs> pooping, Home Depot. Right. It's like the Jim Tan laundry of a uh, of a uh, of should, suburban life. That should be their uh, their uh, yeah. their slogan there. <laughs> oh, okay. I watched the. Uh, there's a new stand up special by um, Don, uh, Danny, not Danny Glover. Um, the other Glover. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover. He's awesome. The Martian. He may possibly be paying uh, Lando Calrissian in the Han Solo movie. Yeah. We'll see. He's got a stand-up show. He's on Community. Yeah. Uh, he's hilarious. Yeah. So we're watching the stand-up, and he's talking about 
you know, his dad tricking them into thinking they were going to Toys R Us and they end up at Home Depot <laughs> and he's there with his brother and like a foster brother because apparently their family took in a lot of foster kids and stuff. Uh, and one of them poops in one of the toilets at Home Depot. <laughs> and I swear, and I'm thinking to myself, I said, you know what? I bet that happens at Home Depot every All fucking day because All I've seen it happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm not seeing the act you know, of the, it, but I've seen the aftermath. The, the mom selling the last shovel, I bet has seen a few of those. <laughs> I would say. So, uh, you know, Home Depot, yep. watch out. All right, so now we're back to Seal Adams. So Seal says, uh, theory, cereal for dinner is possible. Reality, achievement unlocked. I totally do this. I do too. Yeah, I, like Craig has gone out of town for, you know, sometimes it's like 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And I've seriously just picked up a box of cereal and called it a day. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, I actually do cereal more for like kind of a snack because I yeah. do stay up really late. Mm-hmm. I tend to stay up till two or three o'clock just about every morning. And, you know, when you eat dinner at seven o'clock and then you don't go to bed until three, it's like a full day's worth of not eating in there. So you kind of have to, you yeah. can't do that. I'm cutting off all eating at eight o'clock thing because, you know, your body's not meant to fast like that. Yeah. It is if you're sleeping, yeah. there's a difference. But if you're still awake, you need to eat. So uh, cereal will sometimes fill that bill. Yeah. Uh, I never eat cereal for breakfast or very rare, very rare. Um, but I also don't wake up early enough for breakfast a lot of times. So my, my, my hours are different than most people. Okay. So seal also says theory. I'd be married with kids by now. Reality. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> yeah. I like seal. That cracks me up. That's funny. Yeah. All right. So last one from seal, uh, theory. I would one day like broccoli. Reality. Go to hell, broccoli. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Well, I found though the exact opposite has happened to me with with some things. At first, I never thought that I would like Brussels sprouts, for example, mm. and I like Brussels sprouts now. And yeah. um, broccoli, I've always so I feel liked, about so. zucchini. I didn't think I would like squash and zucchini, but uh-huh. I do. Yeah, so it does. It because does they change taste like what you cook them with i think some of it may have yeah. been that my mom isn't the best yeah, cook or in the like world, so. oh they steamed it because yeah. when uh my I mom was saute. on the the low fat thing oh god so her brussels sprouts <sighs> didn't have any bacon oh god that's no. crazy i love green beans but i love green beans because i make them with either sausage or bacon yeah and they are delicious <laughs> uh, my sister doesn't like green beans and i'm like you have clearly not had good green beans you had moms <laughs> <laughs> but okay okay let me ask you this uh, because my dad was working a lot and whatever. So my mom would cook dinner. It was like, she would make hamburgers, but they were always like broiler hamburgers, which mm. are disgusting. Oh my God. We always, we always had grill hamburgers. No, so. no. Broiled hamburgers. They turn gray and bubbly. They yeah. are disgusting. It is the most, I, I thought I did not like it hamburger. It was like the lunch lady. Yes. Lunch ladies, uh, it was hamburgers. Yeah. So bad. So bad. I just thought I don't like hamburger. And then I had hamburgers that were like cooked properly on either a griddle or a, you know, grill or something flat and not bubbled to within a gray inch of its little vegan looking life. I'm like, no. Yeah. My dad's made some serious hamburgers. So I, I never, they were always on a grill. I love grilled hamburgers. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Broiled? Nope. Okay. It, it, this is an achievement in lock seal. Okay. So you get a hamburger and then... You take a hot dog and you cut it down the middle in half and you just lay it right on top of that hamburger and then put the bun on. It's awesome. Here's something I never thought I would be doing in life is coming up with recipes for the ideal food truck, right? (laughs) My brother-in-law loves to cook, right? He grills like four or five days a week. His food is amazing. We'll eat it all day long. I'm a pretty good cook as well. I really like making stuff and feeding people and So we've kind of merged our stuff. 
to where we're thinking about, you know, like, like nobody wants to own a restaurant. That's a pain in the ass. Like, but you know, maybe food trucks, they're really into, and I don't want to be in it. I kind of just want to be like, they're, a re- they're really a big, yeah, they're, I they're totally wanted in. to get into the, the um, food truck industry some time ago. And I had, I had a, um, I had a thing and then somebody stole it. It didn't get well, stolen. I'm we, sure they we, also thought of it. We have come up with a lot of, a lot of really great ideas, but I will tell you one Easter, we had a bunch of deviled eggs because we had a bunch of, you know, eggs because Easter. And he also was grilling hamburgers. And now I have always been annoyed by everything, putting a freaking egg on a burger and calling it a Texas burger. And it pisses me off because I'm like gross because they're always fried eggs or a sunny side up, something greasy and gross. What we did was we put the deviled egg on top of the burger Hmm. and it is delightful. So that is our huevos Diablo burger. Which is just hilarious. But, you know, so we've, we've come up with all these different things. So maybe one day there'll be a food truck, but yeah. I will be like the not in the truck. Like I can't. Yeah. Can't you do you with just the run the schedule. And I'm going to run yeah. the schedule, help build the menu, that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. So the next one is from, I'm pretty sure this is from Corey G at uh, 1980s movie. Graveyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't specify, but I think Corey G mostly does their Twitter stuff, which is great. Uh, he says, I just figured I would, would have been a pro wrestler with the world's largest comic collection. Yeah. And I say, it's not too late. Yeah. I, I do remember that conversation. Keep on going. Uh, tipsy cinema review says there are more dishes than I had hoped for. Also bills. Dishes. Oh, dishes to like clean. Cook, yeah. yeah okay. Cleaning yeah. dishes. There's been a lot about the lots of cleaning, lots well, of it's things. Just I didn't constantly think of. just things you have to keep doing over and over and over again. I think that's the problem with adulting. Nothing's new. It's just the same old, same old, same old. I think so. And it's and it's all obligatory. Like you have to do it. If you don't do it, your house turns into a shack and it like is Yeah. Gross. Well, I it's so so frustrating. Like all of your free time and fun time is snuck into a weekend too. Mm-hmm. And so if you didn't get any of your obligatory adulting done Monday through Friday, now you're stuck doing it on your weekend, which is your only couple days off. Well, here's here's something else that I've noticed. Okay, when you were a kid and you wanted to go play with somebody, you called them up and said, hey, do you want to play? I'm coming over. You can come to my house. There was no, like, cleaning involved. There no. was no making sure. You just showed up and people's houses were what they were and you mm. didn't think anything yeah. about it. You didn't judge them. You didn't, now, and now you'll judge the wife for some reason. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. I've ridiculous. always been judged for yeah. this and yeah. it pisses me off. And you know what? My douche ex used to even tell me my mom's coming over. I'm like, well, you better clean your shit up because it looks like a sty in here and it's not my stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, she's going to blame you. I'm yeah. like, those are your underwear, not mine, like in the living room. So <laughs> who's she going to blame? Me. That's yeah. who she blames. Well, and it's absolutely true. And so then that's where you're at the point where it's like, do I give a shit? Well, at what point do I give a shit? Well, you know? I, have a, I have a very steadfast rule about cleaning for people to come over. The first time you come to my house, I will clean it up. It will look nice. It'll be great. After that, you've been here, your family, get your own drink and come on over. And I'm sorry, but the dog toys are probably going to be strewn about the house because... Mm-hmm dogs yeah and and that's just the way it is because if you come to my house and you're gonna judge me on if there's a dish in the sink if there's a sock on the floor i don't want you coming over yeah because i don't need that kind of stress and pressure i just want you to come hang out with me that's why i invited or that's why i said yeah come on over when you said i'm on my way and what kind of monster does that anyway exactly i don't understand people who just show up at your house and ring the doorbell it's like what the fucking hell i've got neighbors and they just come over and it was like Oh, who does that? That's just a monster. 
All right. So the last one we have is from Zach Field. And Zach says, uh, I thought being an adult would be boring work. Then I started playing D&D and building robots and virtual reality. Hashtag adulting. Yeah. I'm like, you know what, Zach? You're doing it right. That's a, it's a good point. Because like, like we were saying, like we never saw any um, adult uh, games. No. And, you know, that really is. It's a, it's a, that when would, you when you start acknowledging that anybody can play games, yep. you don't have to be above games mm. or above any of this stuff, then that's when you really enjoy being an adult. It's true. And that actually reminds me that we are supposed to be playing a D&D game. Oh, my God. We are so behind we on this. We are like almost a year behind on this idea. But uh, Paul has actually said that he will run it for us, but we'll yeah. have to wait until his break in opera because yeah. he's very slow. I've right got now. some dice. I know. Dice. Exciting dice. Um, in the, the bucket The polyhedral yeah. dice are fun, aren't yes, they? Yes, I do. They're I got pretty ones. Uh, you know what? Even back in high school when we played for like a minute and a half, I was still obsessed with the dice. I really just like them. I'm a very tactile person mm-hmm. and they're always fun colors and whatnot. So. Yeah. So I think that's about all Was that of our, all of our internet comments. It is. That's all of them for now. All right. We well, I think that we had enough internet comments today because normally we just have the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we did it. Yep. We did. Yeah. Thank, thank you, everybody, for submitting. And we appreciate I, and keep, I, keep submitting. We like to like to have that interaction. It's fun. Yeah. And this was a great 50th episode. And I hope everybody enjoyed. Absolutely. Catch us next time. Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. Dipshits. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs>